He looked back at me just as plain as day, and he said, I'm a member of the Ku Klux Klan. It would be my privilege to defend the Nazi. It would be my privilege to defend Charles Manson. People are interested in crime. There's no getting around it, and Americans love violence. Coming to a brothel, you're having the full fantasy experience with somebody who knows, let's say, that there's five different ways to give a handjob plus. You know, talk to me about morality. Shut up. I tell you where you can stick your morality, man. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Unfiltered, the podcast. My name is Brian Praskani, the creator and director of the show. With me, as always, is the wonderful... Joyzel. Joyzel. And we're being joined today by our brand new AP, uh, Lindsay. Hi, thank you for having me. No, of course. Hey, excited. And, of course, we have uh, Felix, our editor, in here. And, unfortunately, this is our very last week with our wonderful and amazing intern, Destiny. We're gonna miss you, Destiny. You will be missed. Rest in peace. Yeah, just <laughs> kidding. Come back to visit. <laughs> Rest in peace. She's not. She's not dying. All right. <laughs> so, but who knows what life is like <laughs> after this show, right? I and mean, in this episode, it can't be better. So, but you know, you're always welcome to come and, and visit us, Destiny. Maybe you can come do a, a podcast in the future. Well, thank you for joining us today. We have an episode that deals with sort of a new and growing trend of crime over the past couple of years. We spoke with Carrie Goldberg who is an attorney based out of Brooklyn, whose firm handles a very specific set of cases. She does sexual assault and sexual privacy violations, um, but she really specializes in revenge porn, sextortion, um, forms of online abuse. Uh, Her main thing is non-consensual pornography. Right. Um, So it's real creepy stuff. Um, You know, basically we've heard about it. I'm sure everyone, you know, has... Most women I've spoken to uh, either have experienced this or know someone who has where there's been some type of situation where a jilted ex uh, had posted nude photos about them or maybe somebody just got kind of creepy and stalkerish online through social media. Or as she says, assholes, psychos, pervs, and trolls. Well, it's interesting because we've grown with internet technology and we've become accustomed to it, but the laws just have not grown with us. Haven't caught up yet. Right. So uh, it's interesting to see someone step in and kind of take that role. And especially because she has personal experience being a victim of this stuff. I think her point of view is really important. Absolutely. She's definitely like a trailblazer in this business. We've had cases where our client was impersonated on a dating app and over 1,400 men were sent to his home for sex. Somebody um, in another case where the offender was, you know, broke into all of our clients' bank accounts and social media accounts, was impersonating her, saying that, that she was involved in child porn. We are all a moment away from crossing paths with somebody hell-bent on our destruction. My name's Carrie Goldberg. I'm a lawyer in Brooklyn, New York, and we fight for victims of online harassment, sexual assault, and blackmail. We ruin the lives of assholes, psychos, pervs, and trolls. Revenge porn is the non-consensual distribution of intimate images and videos. So it's oftentimes, you know, somebody takes an image Um, a naked picture within the context of a trusting relationship and then things explode and one of the ways that the offender retaliates is by posting it all over the the victim's social media. Sextortion is 
basically when somebody is being blackmailed and usually their their intimate images or videos are used as leverage to get somebody to do more things so we see that play out with really young girls and also with super wealthy men with um the young girls it's it's um oftentimes they're they're online they're friended by somebody over a few months uh, trust is built and then it becomes romantic and the offender will often say okay impersonating somebody who's who's um our client's age you know say okay you know like send me send me some naked videos or send me a picture and and then he'll use that as leverage and say oh i bet you wish you hadn't done that like i already you know screenshotted all of your facebook friends and this goes to everybody if you don't send me another one and then a video and a masturbation video and it becomes like a situation where where the victim is is like a sex slave at my office we've kind of divided our offenders into four groups i mean literally assholes psychos pervs and trolls the modus operandi and the behaviorals are totally different with each group like with assholes these are the people that are um you know they're jilted exes they feel that there's a score to settle that they they shouldn't be broken up with and so they're going to do things like revenge porn or post onto homewreckers.com and or std registry but there's a stop to it it's not this like relentless uncontrolled compulsion which we see with the other category um which is psychos in those cases like you actually you have to get the the cops to get involved and then with um with trolls those are more the 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 guys you know in 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 their mom's basements eating cheetos and farting in their underwear they're angry people who are lashing out online trolling usually is pretty limited to sort of anonymous online behavior and then the fourth category that we see are um are perps i categorize sextortion in that because there's there's this um real sexualized power struggle that that um and dominance that that happens in those cases so there you have it a lot of creepy stuff i really like the way she breaks down all the guys into the four categories you know at first when she told me that i thought it was kind of a joke and you know not a, not maybe a joke but i thought she was just kind of being um sort of fun just with using it. all these synonyms right exactly right. But, but then i was like oh no i mean this is these are actually very specific classifications for these these four types of uh perpetrators that unfortunately uh and it's not she did explain to me it's not a hundred percent of the time men but obviously it's overwhelming the, the overwhelming time. majority is uh, are, are Men. I mean, it's kind of like there's not just one type of murder. There's not going to be one type of right of predator like this either. No, that's true. But I feel like it, it, when you're dealing with murder or some type of violent crime, mm-hmm. it's always like it's a little bit of a mix gender-wise. But with this type of stuff, like it kind of sucks that it's always right. Men, men are particularly creepy with this type of stuff. I mean, why don't you say that? I yeah. Mean, well, why do you think that is? <laughs> Brian. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, good point. I mean, I'm the only man in the room, so I guess I have to speak on this, which kind of sucks. I know. You got to represent. Uh, well, I'm not gender. representing any creeps uh-huh. or pervs or assholes or anything like that. I mean, to me, you know, obviously I'm 40 years old, so I'm a little blown away by some of this behavior because I, you know, I've been married for several years now. I never really, really even did online dating or anything like that. So uh, to sort of see um, the Internet and social media used in all these sexual ways uh, is kind of, you know, alien to me to a certain degree. I was kind of shocked at sort of the uh, perseverance of um, some of these creeps, you know, in particular when she talks about 
uh, sextortion, right? That you know somebody accidentally gives you a naked right. photo, and then all of a sudden the person that owns that photo has the power and is now forcing you to do even you know creepier things uh, just to prevent that thing from coming out. And I mean, it doesn't matter the year; there were all there will always be creeps. That's true. That's a good point. There'll yeah. always be there. I, I come the from, internet just makes it more. I come more from the analog era of, of creepiness. Well, you know what though? I decided to do some research. It's my favorite part. Nice. Um, about revenge porn, and apparently it, uh, the earliest instances. I mean, earliest isn't like what I could find on a something similar that mm-hmm. happened before in the 1980s did you know hustler had a monthly feature of um reader submitted images of naked women you called know, and this is classy called beaver hunt I, you know what i did know this of course, of course you, you did, did. <laughs> <laughs> take note that was Lindsay and me speaking at the same time that, yeah. <laughs> to make sure everybody knew that. I it's funny I never really kind of drew I, I never kind of drew the dots. Well, uh, do you think there's a specific appeal of having personal pictures sent to you over just a pornographic image from the internet? I think so. I mean, it's sort of the um I mean even I mean this is going to be real creepy here, but even when I was a kid, oh boy. like I remember like the and I think I think it might have been a hustler thing too, but there was a a, a big porno magazine that all the kids wanted was this thing called Celebrity Skin, right? And this is like back in the day here. And basically what that was, was it was just what it sounds like. It was just nude photos of celebrities, right? And so it was anything from Playboy pictorials to uh, nude scenes from movies, and they put it all in this one book. And there was just something so much more alluring of being able to look at like nude photos of people you knew or people or people that you had, right? I mean, in that case, we just kind of knew them, you know, but in in these other cases, there there's some weird connection or something to 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 the people. It's, it's not, there's an, there's a, an anonymity in certain cases on the male side, but not so much on, on the female side. And sometimes there's no anonymity. It's, it's an ex-girlfriend or it's a, it's a whatever, you know? Um, so Correction, I think, I just want to say that it was, um, it was from High Society magazine, High not Society. Hustler. Okay, you know, we're not in the business of misinformation <laughs> yeah, 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 here, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. when it comes go. to our porn. Here's a shout out for High Society Celebrity Skin, and it's uh, you know early '90s publications. Uh, well, I think a guy like creeps like the ones we're dealing with this in this video, they kind of view the nude pictures as like currency. When they get them, they're like, "What?" can I do with this? What can I gain with this? Because I have this one thing that no one else has. It's totally. like a limited edition You know what's even book. more creepy? Yeah, that's a good, good analogy. This is in the dark web. For those who don't know, that's like internet 5.0 for um, nefarious reasons. Um, but there's this website where people who have hacked into celebrity accounts or phones or whatever laptops um, have nudes that have never been released to the public and the public doesn't know they exist and they trade these celeb nudes for other celeb nudes so it's like a trading forum where people are like oh i'm looking for like x celebrity i have yz celebrity to offer let me know if you want to trade so literally like Lindsay like said, trading cards like, almost yeah, yeah yeah that's yeah. that's crazy um i don't know it's weird you know and and i think you know i mean obviously what we're hearing here is that there there is a range of this you know there there are people that are i bet there's some people that are into it in a very non-sexual way right that are they're just trying to get you know something over on someone else but right. then the, but then Revenge. there are you know, on the other side of that spectrum are the perverts that are uh, really getting off on this type of stuff. Right. So five years ago, uh, when Goldberg herself most needed a lawyer in this area of expertise because uh, she went through um, a traumatic experience with revenge porn herself, she found that she had no one to turn to. He would send me emails with naked pictures and videos of me 
and then tell me that he blind copied judges and lawyers and, and colleagues of mine. Basically, he said that he was going to spend the rest of his life destroying mine. It was terrifying. When I was going through my, my uh, traumatic experience, I couldn't find somebody who, who both, you know, who knew domestic violence and knew the criminal law and knew about the copyright laws about naked pictures and understood the internet and social media. And I'd also learned that there were no revenge porn laws in New York and there weren't revenge porn laws in, in uh, the majority of the states. I just had this like sort of epiphany where basically the plan was to become the lawyer that I'd needed and to be that lawyer for other people. I started the law firm not only to help other people, but to get legislation and to make change and to force social media companies to ban the non-consensual posting of, of naked pictures on, on those sites. And you know, I've, I've worked with Facebook and Twitter and Google and even porn companies like Pornhub. I've worked with the FTC to, to get some of the, um, the people that uh, were controlling the revenge porn websites to get them busted and, and their, their stuff removed. So one of the, the uphill battles that, that I face is sort of the what is Twitter problem where, you know, somebody is, uh, you know, just being clobbered online, harassed, revenge porned, and then they go to report it and the officer is like, well, what's Twitter? Or they're, they're like, well, you know, close your computer screen and, and go, go outside and live life. We need to educate our lawmakers, the people who enforce it, the people who prosecute it, and, and we need more laws. I mean, there's still, still 10 states that don't have revenge porn laws. So in around 2014, when Carrie started her practice at that time, there were only three states in the entire country that had revenge porn laws. And Which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's, it's 20. Well, it was 2014. Like, right. I mean, the Internet's been around for at this point. I mean, mainstream wise, like since what, the 90s or yeah, 90s sure. Or something? Yeah. Like, I do better. America. Been the 90s? I don't know. I was on the computer. 90s. It's 90s. <laughs> Gonna say 90s. This little thing called the internet has been around since the 90s. When you would send it over like Instant Messenger, AOL. There you go. Right? Imagine that. Imagine trying to like cyber stalk somebody over Instant Messenger. I mean, it happened. People did that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Did it happen? Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I'm late to all this stuff. I don't know. I mean, I never really. I remember trying to like flirt with somebody online and I just was like, I, I don't know how to do this. Like, I can't. I Are you to... sure you just didn't know I... how to flirt? Or you didn't know how to flirt? <laughs> 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 Good point. No, I know. I mean, it's like, I think there's like a, like a, I need to like be in front of the person to sort of like do my thing. You know what I mean? Well, I, I, for, I think for a lot of creeps, it's like the perfect scenario for them to do that because they're not good in person. They're not good with confrontation. That's a really good point. Right. They're creepy. Yeah. Or assholes or whatever. And they get to hide, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of behind their laptops and whatever. Yeah. Um, They can be whoever they want to be. Now, you know, I mean, not to get personal here or whatever, but like have you guys have experienced some creepiness, I'm sure, through online, you know, people you knew, people you don't know. Even me and Joy Zell are the same age. Even when we were probably... 13 on instant messenger oh yeah if, if a random guy would instant message you the first thing they ask is how old are you 
It would be ASL. And, and, are, you a, and are you a female? Yeah. And then they would go from there. Wow. Right. Or ASL. No What's your age, sex, or location for yep. those that Now, know. did your parents, like, know this was happening? No. no. <laughs> Definitely not. At See, least, this I is mean, terrifying. My parents, or my mom, uh, who's an immigrant, she was like, okay, well, here's the internet. Here's the computer. She didn't know how to use it. So right. she'd rely on me to use it. And so she didn't know that there were even parental controls Got on it. that thing. I think it's easy to, um, if, like, underage girls are sending pictures, it's easy to blame the parents. But there's really only so much they can do mm-hmm. like once that person has a phone they have access to anything right and it you just can't monitor someone 24 7 so i never ever blame the parents right scenario. and even then though I mean, how do you, the internet how do you landscape it, well i don't know the internet landscape back then was way different than it is now like mm-hmm. people didn't know that I'm, I'm sure maybe there were parents out there that didn't even know they could have parental controls or did they didn't even think of that because they're like you know, what's the threat, which right. is, you know, what Carrie says, too, is the problems with police officers. Like, you know, what's the problem with, like, my, you know, going online? Like, it's not real life. Right, right. You know. Um, but, but, to, but to Lindsay's point, like, once upon a time, you know, it, it used to be the computer, like, stayed in the living room, right? And right. So, so anytime your kid was online or whatever, like, they were in front of the parents doing it. But now that doesn't even matter with phones and all this well, other Well, even back then, stuff. though, you could have gone to the library and you'd be online. You go to a friend's house Damn. or whatever. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. since these things were everywhere. I mean, if you really wanted someone to have a picture of you, you can even do it the old-fashioned way. Right. You know? Take a picture on your camera, print it out, and give it to them. Oh, I mean, I had Fax that. It to them. Yeah. You know what I'm actually, even, even before photography was invented when I was a child, we would just sketch the person. Right. And then, but, uh, and then, you know, if this person is pretending online, by the way, you know, sketch a person. Good job, Brian. Uh, if, this <laughs> person, if this person is, like, pretending to be a 13, 14-year-old and, like, their conversations maybe in the beginning are like that and a parent sees it and they're like, oh, okay, this is, like, some friend they met online. Like, I don't know. I'm not saying that... That's, I know I'm trying to make it sound carefree, but if right. this person's pretending to be a 13, 14-year-old and there aren't any red flags yet, you know. I mean, it, the, yeah, the parent, I feel like that's impossible for somebody to be monitoring right. the kid 24 even though it seems like the the laws and the officials have been very late to the game, and that's where Carrie is becoming sort of instrumental in pushing this issue further, um, there's obviously been a lot of progress because we've gone from three states to 40 states uh, just in the past several years alone. But you know, per what she's saying too, it, you know, when you when you hear from the the officer or the judge, uh, they don't really have a complete understanding of sort of this cyber world that all young people live in today. And uh, she had even made a comment to me um, that's not in the video about how, you know, a cyber stalker can write like death threats and the most awful things online. And a judge won't take that nearly as seriously as like a ransom note that's like made out of letters cut out of a magazine when it's really kind of the same thing. But for some reason, the technology is just not in there in in our lawmakers, uh, you know, mindset. And, and that's problematic, right? Because these are the guys that are actually creating the laws and they're so alien to the issue. Right. And not only that, it's like uh, people are already so reluctant to come forward and report somebody, even in real life. So then knowing that it's like people, I mean, if you knew that, if that happened to you and you knew that nobody was actually going to, not even, nobody was going to take you seriously, especially because it was an online thing and you, you yourself are like, well, what are, what are the police going to do? Like, what's like, I don't know what the laws are for, for that kind of thing. Like I would probably write it off as like, well, I'm, I'm fucked. This is just life. This is, yeah. Well, I'm always amazed at how many, I mean, I'll, let's just say it like dick pics, right? Like I'm always amazed at like how, like everyone, oh my God. (laughs) Like, well, everyone I talk to gets dick pics all the time. Yeah, they're everywhere. And, and, uh, you know, we even like, I mean, not in bad taste, but I remember me and some of my hometown friends I grew up with, we're making Mm -hmm. jokes during, during the sort of the Harvey Weinstein Me Too stuff. And it was, 
was sort of like, has this really been happening? Like, did, like has every guy we know been doing this and we didn't realize? Yeah, like, dick pics just... are like one in one with the internet is cat, funny YouTube videos, and dick pics. And dick pics. I, okay, this is going to sound weird. I think there's something more anonymous about a dick pic than like a picture of a woman's body. Like a woman's body, you can almost... Ident- oh, that's a tattoo on someone I know. I could tell it's someone. Right, where this is just a dick. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Good point. It's, that's a good point. Yeah, less, a little less personal, I think. <laughs> right. Wow. All right, so there you go, guys. Yeah, but let's be real, too, also. Have you heard of a guy's life being ruined because he sent a dick pic versus a woman who sent a photo of her body or something no, like that? No, there's a definite double standard here, and, yeah. I, and I can agree with that, definitely. And, and uh, like you said, I mean, Obviously, I, I'm aware of people sending dick pics now a little more. And I'm glad pe- we've been able to people. educate you on this, Brian. But but it's it, it seems like any woman I know that sends a nude pic, it's generally to someone they trust to a certain degree. They're not they're not airdropped or just like blindly sent out there. Like it sounds like a lot of the male nudity pics are sent. Right, out. which does speak to you know to what I'm saying. Like right. women are more cautious about that, probably because they in the back of their mind they know like. You can't just be, you know what I'm saying? Well, society standards, et cetera, et cetera. And men are just like, oh, well, here's my dick. Well, I think that's why it's important you have someone like Carrie who has a voice in this realm that can sort of, To fight that double standard. Because like you said, a lot of people who send those pictures are putting trust in the person. So it hurts even more when that person betrays them and tries to hurt them with it. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's hard. I mean, you you talk to a bunch of these old white guys that are judges or cops or whatever, and they, they... I think they kind of default to... What's Twitter? Right, exactly. What's Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> Which, what... by the way, listeners, Brian made that mistake. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I confused Twitter with Instagram. He asked me, why can't I direct message this person? I was like, because this isn't Twitter, Brian. This <laughs> yeah, is Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, you yeah. know, if that's if that's Brian, you can just imagine the state that <laughs> that's, ju- that's old That's what you're here for. Cops. So I don't, I don't have to know these this things. This is true. That's why he has the quote-unquote millennial. But, you know, it does speak to, like, nobody, not a lot of people have caught up to the technology. There's new apps coming out every day. Too. There is, yeah. You I know. mean, Snapchat is like Snapchat was like initially designed for sending was salacious for images. sexting during college, yeah, correct. Right. Because the picture would go away within ten seconds, and it's like, well, you saw it, but there's no evidence, right? right. I mean, now it's not that because now they added that you can screenshot the photo. Um, well, they had that before, but now it's like you can even you can save it. There's a lot more functionalities to it. Well, that's what's crazy. I mean, you know, we just said like once these images hit uh, the internet, I mean, they're so hard to take down. But that's why, um, you know, Carrie herself explains that her role uh, doesn't end within the courtroom. Um, she actually tries to empower these women by helping them navigate, you know, through the nastiness after experiencing something like this. We are lawyers, but so much of our work happens outside of the courtroom. I mean, don't get me wrong, we will sue the f- out of an offender. But, you know, there are other things that go into, you know, helping our client get their life back. Because basically, our purpose is, is to rebuild their future and to make them excited about it and not feel like just because something really horrific happened that this is the end. A lot of our work has to do with, you know, helping the person just get get the material down using copyright and you know that just happens in our office with our computer inventorying the internet to to find out where the material is figuring out who's impersonating them on social media accounts getting those those accounts blocked and stopped what starts as revenge porn can actually truly truly impact a person's reputation if when you type her name into the into to google 
it it populates with with pictures of of with links to websites of of pornography about her. Then you know it becomes really difficult to get a job, to find another boyfriend. A lot of victims are reluctant to come forward, and that's because they're dealing with a crisis by themselves. When you're the victim of domestic violence or a sexual assault or stalking, it's not happening to everybody else around you. There's a real isolation and a shame that that comes with with being the victim of, of a, a, a sexualized um, assault. I mean, our whole purpose is to turn victims into into warriors and to to fight back. One of the things I like to say is that our clients are not fragile like a flower. They're fragile like a bomb. We have a lot of naysayers that are like, okay, if 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 you want you know privacy, like why why take the naked picture in the first place? Number one, there's nothing wrong with with sharing a naked naked picture, a naked video. I mean, we use the internet for everything: for dating, for for ordering our food, for playing games. We use it for everything, so of course it's going to be used, you know, for dating rituals as well. And it's not like sending intimate images is some sort of new behavior. I mean, our guys used to go off to war with pictures of their their honeys, like in their in their you know pocket. It's not it's not new. I like what Carrie says about there's nothing wrong with sending the pictures in the first place because I think for the victims, the last thing they want to hear when they go to fight a case like this is, well, you were wrong for sending a scandalous picture in the first place because it's true. People have been sending pictures and doing things like this for a long time before technology. Sure. Even she references specifically like, you know, the soldiers, uh, you know, I mean, you think of World War II guys going out there with, you know, little bikini photos of Susie Sweetheart back home and that type of stuff. Susie Um, Sweetheart. Susie Sweetheart. Knew her well. But it's also, you know, (laughs) such a common decency thing. Like, you know, let people, if they want to do that, do that. Don't have, don't be a scumbag in that. Don't put the blame on the person who's doing that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, well, no, 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 there's that. But the real problem is that this person is thinks that it's okay to share this stuff when it's clearly non-consensual. Totally. It's like that kind of thing where it's like, oh, well, you know, she, the woman is doing this and that. She should know better. It's like, no, no, no. But also let's, the main thing is let's teach, I mean, guys who are the majority that are, that are doing this not to be scumbags. No, definitely. I mean, this ties into even uh, one of our future episodes uh, starring Coming Amber up, Rose, uh, which we'll, you'll see in a couple of weeks, burr, burr, burr. Uh, where we get, we get uh, you know, heavy into slut shaming and victim blaming. And this seems to almost be a product of that. Um, you know, these women, 90 percent of the time didn't mean for these photos to go anywhere else other than one person that received them. Uh, right. So I think to criticize people for taking, you know, photos like that is just is just wrong. I think there's like this double standard where if we don't send pictures or don't send them things that they find attractive, then it's like how are we going to keep them around because they're being bombarded with that stuff when they're scrolling Instagram every day. But then when we do send them and stuff like this happens, we're punished for it. Right, right. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you guys, since since you're both younger than I am and, and you're both women. Um, we are. <laughs> wow, Brian is so observant. <laughs> I really am. See, I pay attention. Uh, no, I, I mean, to me, it's kind of interesting because, you know, if you look at sort of, you know, we're talking about how time has become different with this advance of technology, right? So from my perspective, 
these nude photos and the you know it sort of increased in in, in a certain degree, right? Like mm-hmm. because it was just easier to do, right? So all of a sudden now you know people have phones with cameras and yada yada yada. So sexting and sending, you know, revealing pics to your beau or your whoever um, becomes popularized. Now, do you think? Is, the, is it starting to decrease because of a fear of seeing how it goes bad? I mean, do you think people – do you think it still happens as regularly as it did eight years ago? Or do you think now people are becoming a little more aware of how this could go wrong, i.e., you've only dated a guy for a couple of months. Maybe he's not ready for the nude pic yet. I don't know because I, I'm a little bit – I'm a bit split um, because now you're seeing – you know, there was that whole, uh, I forget what it's called, the whole celebrity nude leak Yeah, thing. exactly. The fappening. The, the fappening. Yep. Um, which was, for those who don't know, how, how long ago was that? Um, uh, a couple years ago. A couple years yeah. ago, basically, there were um, a lot of celeb nudes that were leaked that uh, people... Uh, that people hacked from like their phones or the cloud, the cloud, yeah. unsecure Wi-Fi network, and this and this really stuff. brought it into the public conversation a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, first of all, there was there was definitely a lot of like, oh, you know, oh shit, uh, this is if this can happen to like to them, this can totally happen, you know, to us and uh, to us being like uh, the public. Um, so there's that kind of heightened sense of awareness that this is happening. But then also now that we're, as the years pass, people are more body positive, people are more, um, I, well, there is a growing voice that's very much like, you know, uh, very woman empowering, very much like, you know, take control of your body, don't be ashamed of it. Right. And is pushing towards that, um, that way of thinking of like, you know, if you want to do that kind of stuff, if you want to take nude photos of yourself, you don't have to feel you should. We shouldn't live in a society where you feel like these would be compromised and ruin your career because mm-hmm. right. you were your career is not your body. You are not. You know. You should be a, uh, feel free to do whatever decisions you want to make. So it's kind of. I feel like we're we're going towards towards that if it makes sense. Okay. But, yeah. I don't. I don't think people are sending them less. I think people are becoming smarter about who exactly. they send it to. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I, I don't think that. I, I feel like you know maybe back then people were like, oh crap, this is you know. Whatever this could be a uh, a career ender. People still think that, but I think it's not it's not stopping anybody. Have anytime your soon. personal opinions or practice changed over the years? My I mean, practice. Well, well, no, I mean I'm not trying to get like I'm not trying to delve too deep into your private lives. I but, you know. okay. I think if you're having sex with someone, I don't see a huge difference in sending them a picture than having sex with them. It's still intimate. It's still showing affection. Even if it's like a one night stand. Well, that's your own decision. If that's what you want to do, whatever. But I mean, for my opinion, if you have a one night stand with somebody, like, do you really want permanent evidence of it? Well, that's fair. But you know what? There's also, uh, I don't know. I can't speak on that. Mm-hmm. You know. But I will say, I have, I, you know, I do have friends. I could say this where, you know, you're in a long distance relationship, you miss each other, and then you have like sex Skype, which is a thing. You just get naked in front of the camera, and then that's how you do right. your thing, whatever. And if that's what you crave, you want that sexual intimacy, but you can't get it in person, then you'll get it digitally. And if that works for your relationship, that's great. Right. Um, so I think there's there's definitely that going on. Uh, and I don't I don't think that's necessarily bad. No. There's you know. also this common question of after you break up with someone, what do they do to those pictures? With exactly. Sure. I think it's kind of assumed that they they always keep them on their desktop somewhere, maybe in a folder, folder called Taxes God, 2017. So I, I right. had a VHS tape we had to destroy. Wow. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> really? 
date myself now. But yeah. that is something that to keep happen. in mind. It was a discussion we had to have. Like, what do we do with the tape? Yeah. I mean, I feel like <laughs> the more technology evolves, the more we have to figure out how do we have these discussions. Because I don't see that happening any, like, st- those right. kinds of, uh, I don't see, you know, these, the sexting and nude stuff uh, ending anytime soon. Right. No, I don't think so at all. Well, Carrie, obviously, because of her own personal experience and then, you know, being able to sort of tailor her firm to address all these issues, they've had a great deal of of success with this. Um, You know, they've already had they've already pulled down, uh, I believe, somewhere over 18,000 images from the Internet, which is crazy because I didn't even know that that would be possible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's you know, I guess it it takes a lot of diligence and hard work. And as she mentioned, um, sometimes you have to kind of play the copyright law rule um, in order to see who owns what. Uh, but as she said, you know, more tech companies are becoming privy to this, too, and, and are trying to help. Uh, and even adult sites like Pornhub and stuff like that are actually trying to do the right thing. Uh, and, you know, I mean, some of these adult sites are so big right now. I mean, they're, you know, that they kind of have to adhere to a certain level of, you know, guidelines, I think, to do it. But Carrie's firm has been so successful with helping women uh, with these situations uh, that they've actually moved into cases that deal with offline sexual abuse and into uh, regular uh, sexual attack cases uh, and really high profile cases. As a matter of fact, uh, she's actually working with one of the women that is prosecuting uh, film producer Harvey Weinstein. Um, She couldn't really tell us that much about the case because it's happening right now. But it's a really big deal. And there have been several uh, high priority uh, wins uh, for Carrie and her firm. Uh, one of those cases was uh, just recently there was a, uh, a big case where a teenage uh, uh, mentally disabled girl was raped in uh, by several uh, boys within a uh, high school in Brownsville, uh, Brooklyn. Uh, the school handled it very poorly. Um, mm-hmm. They were basically accused with telling her to be quiet about the incident. Uh, Carrie got involved and was able to get this poor uh, girl uh, a very large uh, settlement from the Department of Education for the way that they mishandled this situation. Almost since the beginning um, of the firm's history, we were looking you know, and, and protecting clients not only from online ab- abuse and revenge porn, but also from offline abuse. And we had um, a big success in court, and we got her a million bucks, almost a million bucks. And um, it, the outcome like perfectly aligned with her graduating from high school. And so it was a really nice graduation gift, and she could just you know, have closure. And she's going on to community college. And like, this is why I started my law firm. It was, like, it was you know, for victories like this. So if you watching this, or somebody who maybe has just been dumped, and you have all this material for, you know, from your ex, all of her secrets, you know, that she texted you, and naked pictures of her, and you're you're thinking about how you can use this against her. Don't. <laughs> well, I mean, we're gonna get you. So, what do you guys think? What do you think? What do you think about Carrie and what she does? I think it's great. Clearly, I like that she's fighting this battle. I don't know anybody else who is. I didn't even know there was an attorney that specialized in this kind of stuff. I thought if you got into these predicaments, you were shit out of luck, for lack of a better term. I don't know what the current status is on it because these things always go up and down. But I know at some point in time, uh, I think one of the major networks, either ABC or NBC, were discussing doing a crime series uh, uh, a la Law and Order uh, that was based on Carrie and her firm. And, I mean, that would be awesome. I mean, especially because... You would think that New York maybe would have 
some sort of law to address this. And they still don't. No. Like, really? in fact, the most yeah. recent bill that would have criminalized that kind of stuff, non-consensual distribution of intimate photos, didn't pass in June because Google and other social media lobbies just killed it. Right. And, you know, they're protected, for those who don't know, by the Communications Decency Act of 1996, which is like very outdated. The, ba- the beginnings of the Internet. And clearly the Internet has evolved since then. Uh, but it makes it almost impossible to sue an online publisher for the content that their users post. Like right. they, they're just not responsible for that. Because back then what they would do is, Carrie uh, said this before, but it's not in the video, is that, you know, if somebody posted something about a you know, certain person or company, whoever that person was that read that or whatever wouldn't really sue the poster of the comment, but they would sue, um, let's say, like the forum board or uh, mm-hmm. the website that has the comment there. Right. Uh, so that was passed in order to protect these websites um, from getting sued all the time for defamation. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's another one of these scenarios where you know the tech companies have advanced in such a way that they're kind of vi- the laws aren't ready for them, and um, you know now we're seeing firsthand you know some of the bad things that can happen uh, you know with using the, this technology. Yeah, no, even if there's clear evidence, by the way, by the way, which this blew my mind, even if there's clear evidence that an individual's like intimate images have been stolen and were posted online, like Google and other websites are not obligated Mm. to remove them. Right. Right. That's what Carrie says. It's really important that it might be your first gut instinct to just delete everything because you just you don't want to deal with the evidence. But in these cases, it's important to just keep everything. It might come in handy. everything. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. So now what do you do now? Like, do you do you is this a conversation you have with you know, young women now? Is this like part, this is like a a new talk that you have to have? Yeah, I think just like the birds and the bees talk. I think it's a good idea for parents to start having this type of talk with their kids as soon as they get a smartphone in their hand. Right. Yeah, I think that's, it's it's just the way of the landscape. It's interesting. I wonder what the future is going to hold, especially with things like VR and all these other, I mean, it's so much has changed in like what even the last five years right. i can't imagine yeah. like what we're if, if we know when we all have children that's right uh, what we're even going to tell them it's just like well don't right. enter the virtual world on the other plane of dimension until you've spoken to the cyber crime <laughs> like i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen in <laughs> no, the future. it's tough i mean it, it seems to be harder and harder to be uh, a parent these days so, but you know but that's why if you are a parent uh you got to get with it and you got to know you know a little bit more about this stuff and to see you got to stay on top of this technology you got to get ahead because yeah. yeah. these online problems have offline consequences Definitely. But I think a lot of the reason that this was happening so much is because the people who were leaking these images knew, well, there probably won't be that much consequence because there's no laws about it. That's true. Oh, yeah, definitely. So now that Carrie is kind of fighting this cause more and more lawyers hopefully will, maybe it will happen less. Absolutely. I mean, you know, as she says at the end of the video, if you're thinking about doing this shit, don't do it. She's out there and and she's going to get you. So hopefully uh, Carrie and her team and other people that will follow in her footsteps prosecuting these creeps uh, are going to cause some of these weirdos to think twice before they do some of this bad stuff. Don't do it. Don't. Mm -hmm. Don't do it, listener. If you're thinking about doing that, do not do it. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) Call in Carrie. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week, guys. Uh, next week, we will be speaking with YouTube star Blair White. Uh, she was amazing. She was awesome. Uh, she sat down and spoke with us about many different things, um, sort of uh, what it's like to be trans and share some conservative beliefs, uh, but also how she's been pigeonholed into being sort of a conservative personality due to some of her videos, which isn't exactly who she is right now. Right. But she's going to talk to us about that. And she was a fascinating guest. And I look forward to uh, hearing from her next week. Uh, as always, uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, please go to Yahoo News and check out the video of Unfiltered for this week's interview with Carrie. So tune in next week for a brand new episode of Unfiltered the Podcast, uh, available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts. Thank you very much, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.